This is Margaret Carey, also known as Tinkerbell, and I'm the original reference model for Walt Disney Tinkerbell, and I'm here today with Enchanted Tiki Talks. Now you listen up. Mahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey. And thank you for joining us here on China Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Alan. I'm Keith. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 45 for the week of August 31st, 2014. Before we get started on this week's show, we have another message from Richard Payne on the Tiki Line. Hey guys, it's Richard Payne again. Wanted to give you a call and give you a little more detailed trip update. First of all, I want to say thank you. I- we used, definitely used your advice. My wife and I had a great time. We opted not to go with the dining plan, and it definitely was the right the right choice that we could find that after the after the trip we, we would have spent more and and not been able to use all the credits for the things that we that we wanted to do or wanted to to partake in. We we did change some of our plans based on some of your advice. We opted out of the uh, the Brown Derby. Did some other did some other spots. Some of the reservations, obviously, on the the shorter notice. Uh, the places you guys suggested were not not quite available, but we we did hit Ohana's for, for dinner, uh, which was which was great. The, the food was great. My wife enjoyed the uh, the atmosphere there. Uh, once inside the restaurant, everything else we kind of just kind of did on the fly, but we had a really had a really really good time. Uh, we um, took in the boardwalk one night, kind of just walked up and down the boardwalk, watched illumination. Uh, I think that was that was really great. Uh, time to spend with with just the two of us together for our anniversary. Again, just you know, want to say thank you uh, for your for your trip advice, and uh, we had a, we had a great time. Keep up the good work. Enjoy enjoying all all the shows. Thank you. Hey Richard, thanks for the message. We're so happy that we were able to help you out, and you and your wife had a great time on your anniversary. You know, it's it's things like this that mean a lot to us. We tell you things that we enjoy doing that we think other people enjoy doing and and you taking the advice from us, we're glad that it worked out for you. And we're glad that you guys really enjoyed Ohana's and that, you know, the your wife enjoyed the atmosphere. It is it is a fun restaurant. Sometimes it can be hit or miss, but when it's on, it really is on. You can you can have some great staff there. The meals are fun, you know, the entertainment is fun. The kids really love it there. The dessert is phenomenal. The uh, the lapu lapu is really really delicious too to drink. I know um, Alan could attest to that, and I, I know Alan is happy that you went to the boardwalk and walked around because that is another great location to walk around. And, you know, we just we really appreciate that you know you listened to us and took our advice, and and we were able to help you and, and make it a magical trip. Yeah, ultimately that's that's what's most important that you and your wife had a had a great trip, and I mean the fact that you took our advice and and it worked out. I mean that's you know, that's just icing on the cake. Where ultimately we're just glad that you guys had a great trip and. We really appreciate you touching base with us uh, a couple times and letting us know how it all worked out. And we're uh, we're glad you enjoy the show. And we're glad you had a great trip. Absolutely. Um, it sounds as if that you guys had an amazing anniversary trip, and uh, all of us are you know excited that you had an excellent trip. It's always fun to hear about other people's like, trip reports, and all of us are um, extremely happy that it ended up a magical one. So. Yeah, and, and Richard, just so you know that the first time the advice is free, the next time we have to charge you. That's just how it goes. But uh, thanks again, Richard, for the uh, the voicemail. Speaking of Richard, we got a five-star review from Richard on iTunes. Uh, just says, thanks for another great show. Um, you know, short, sweet, and to the point. We obviously really appreciate that, Richard. It helps get the word out. And then uh, we also got one on, uh, I guess it's Australian iTunes, which is kind of awesome, actually, uh, from... Uh, Evil Duck Queen, who I know I, I talked to her on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. I, I believe her real name is Sarah, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, she says, fantastic show. I've only recently started listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk, and I wish I had found them sooner. The banter between Alan, Keith, and Sean is awesome-mazing. Did I spell it right? Haha. Yes, I think that's as good a spelling <laughs> as any. Uh, love the $40 a day episodes and the interviews with Disney Legends. Oh, my goodness. Keep up the brilliant work, guys. Sarah, that was right, uh, at Evil Duck Queen on Twitter. 
Uh, and she's from, I guess, Adelaide, South Australia. So, uh, Sarah, that's really awesome. And, and we have a review on Australian iTunes, which is really <laughs> cool, too. So we really appreciate that. You know, she watched, she listened like to all the shows in like a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she definitely binge listened. Yes. Which, <laughs> which is, you know, we don't recommend that. I think that's uh, against most doctor's orders. But we're, you know, we really appreciate her taking one for the team like that. Yeah, thank There's you. too much of us at one time. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even like listening to us that much. <laughs> uh, but those are the two uh, five star reviews we've received recently. So that's going to do it for that portion, and uh, let's get on with the show. On this week's show, we have brought on a Walt Disney World local and host of the Big Fat Panda Show. We welcome John into the Tiki Hut. Welcome, John. Thanks hey. for coming. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, coming out to our show. We're uh, big fans of yours, and you have a, a great YouTube channel. That, um, you know, you discuss, uh, you know, Walt Disney World, you know, from being a local as yourself, it's it's a lot easier for you to attend a lot of the uh, events that Disney World has. So it's nice getting a, a great perspective um, from uh, a, lo- a local's perspective. And it's a lot of fun. And you do, uh, you know, you do do fun opening skits to your YouTube channel. So it's it's definitely worth something checking out. And we wanted to talk to you. So, you know, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? You know, tell them who you are and why you love Disney. Well, thank you very much. Uh, my real name is John Sicari, which is a strange Italian last name. But a lot of people will yell in the park, Panda. So I kind of had that... <laughs> Panda, if you see me. So I have that panda connotation. So that's when years ago I took the, uh, from, it's not Disney though, from Kung Fu Panda, I took the Big Fat Panda moniker and I started BigFatPanda.com. But remember too, with the local thing, I was, I lived in New York, Long Island, and my dream was always to live in Florida to be close. And as a kid, we weren't, we didn't have a lot of money. So we didn't get to see Disney maybe once or twice, I think, between the time I was like five years old and 15. So really, the dream was always there. So as a local now, a lot of my perspective has changed, but I still never lost that specialness. Like if you're on the ferry boat going across the Seven Seas Lagoon to the Magic Kingdom, it's still like, wow, you know, I'm there. And I, I hope I never lose that. But what does change is you kind of lose the uh, the anticipation of the big trip that you're going to make. You know, oh, my God, I'm going to Disney in a month. And the, the excitement of packing and, and getting it all in and seeing it all. But again, you have the benefit of, you know, hey, if I don't get on this ride today, I'll, I'll go next week. That's okay. So uh, the BigFatPanda.com was started because of my complete obsession. Just attractions and audio animatronics and everything that Disney does. And I try to go a little bit outside Disney just to cover it for people, but not too much. And uh, that's it. So I, that's really how I started that. I mean, there's other things I did, like writing. We were talking about for the AJ's Food Blog that I did the Chef Big Fat Panda. Uh, I don't write for them anymore, but I still like to cook and stuff like that. I grew up and, and I live in New Jersey. So, um, you know, for me... I only, in my first 18 years, I went to Disney three times. So it was something we did every four to six years. So, you know, myself as well, I would love to live down in Disney World and, and have that opportunity to experience and and just on a, on a Friday night say, you know what, I want to go get a Dole Whip at the Magic Kingdom. You know, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. So, you know, talking to somebody like you, you can do that. I mean, that's awesome. And when you first get here and do that, it's really weird. Like, then I'm it's sure. Then it becomes the norm. You know, it's like, let, let's go to Epcot and go have dinner at Vianopoli and then come home. Right. <laughs> but what's really got to be strange is that you're used to staying in a resort. So now you just, you know, you're not taking the, the resort buses back. You're taking your car back home. That's got to be a, a weird sensation the first time, too. Yeah, a lot of times you still want to park at a hotel and take the resort transportation. <laughs> it just brings back that feeling and that memory of being on a vacation. So I've done that a lot. It also must cut down on experiencing a world showcase, too, I'm sure, when you oh. have to drive home. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'll park at the boardwalk and take the boat or walk over or take the boat over from boardwalk to the other side of, you know, Epcot, the world showcase entrance area there. Yeah, because who wants that three-quarter mile walk back to your car at the, the front of Epcot? Yeah. The weirdest thing is, we, if, if you remember, when you stay on vacation, if you're like most people, you have to stay for the ending fireworks at every park. Right. When you live here, it's kind of like, okay, what time are the fireworks? Let's make sure we get out before the mad exodus. <laughs> right. So you kind of like at, at 845, you're on your way out of Epcot. And it's weird because on a vacation, this would never happen. Right. Then the other hand is that you have the opportunity to, upcoming in November, Epcot's got the extra party in the, the park, whatever it is, and you could pay extra and stay in World Showcase a couple hours longer. So you get to take advantage of things like that as well. Right. You know what? It's, what I do take for granted now is when Disney comes out with a special event, uh, you know, it's always either 
I would want to go or I don't want to go. Whereas if you're coming on vacation, you have to see did that event happen to fall into the one or two weeks that I'm coming out there. Right. So I do take, yeah, I do, I, sh- I do take that for granted. Like uh, I think it was Alan was talking about the limited time magic, where that was something like, wow, every week there's something new for us to go to, even if it, if it is a dud, it wasn't a big deal because next week or next month there's another limited time magic. Yeah, if it was, you know, if I was coming on vacation, it would be weird to try to plan my vacation around one of those things. But my favorite hotel, just so you know, is the Polynesian. Always has been. I was always upset the 24-hour um, events. It never fell on our trips. I've always would love to try and do it, but they don't like schedule it. You know, a far enough plan a trip from Ohio. Yeah, not enough time in advance. Yeah, I agree. You brought up uh, the limited time magic. What did you think of that overall as a local? Um, I mean, I happened to be down there that year for. Uh, well, I went twice that year, but the one I remember was the little Easter egg hunt in Epcot, which. You know, you know how difficult was that? Not at all. They put you know, eleven eggs out, and you Except got to walk around with a little map. But I thought it was cute. We, we, my wife and I grabbed a map. But it was fun. It was fine. I don't know if you remember that egg in China. That one really threw me because it was kind of outside the pavilion. It took me like an hour to find out one egg. The egg in the China one... wasn't that. That was on the rocks, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the the one that was hard for us to find was Japan. We couldn't find Japan. We, we didn't see Japan until we were eating dinner at Tokyo Dining, and we looked out, and we were sitting by the window and looked out, and it was like, there it is. There's the egg. So, yeah, some of them were super easy, but there were one or two that were kind of difficult. I thought uh, Mickey was, was hidden well, too, in uh, American Adventure. Like in that, the building, um, I think that the building house is uh, the, like the soundboard and stuff for the... Um, the okay, little yeah. arena there. I think that's what's in that building. I guess that's what's in that building. But he was in the window there. I thought that one was cleverly placed. Yeah, all in all, the, the limited time magic. I was really excited to see what they were going to do. There was a few duds where I didn't care. But when they did, like, the rare characters in the Magic Kingdom, I was pretty excited about that. I went to go see those those characters that you just never see. They're locked away somewhere, and then all of a sudden, you know, they appear. So I thought that was cool. I thought it was refreshing, too, because it wasn't a lot of commitment. Like, if you did miss one, it's, you know, something else was coming around the corner. And how many of the uh, hats, mouse ears did you buy? <laughs> I didn't buy any of them. I, I have to pick collections pretty, uh, I have to just be, you know, have to pick them because I'll spend too much money. Because once I start collecting something, I want the whole thing. Right. So yeah. like if I'll see a pin and I'll be like, okay, I'm only going to collect Pete pins. There's not many Pete pins. So I'm starting to get into the, uh, the magic bands now. Where they come okay. up with magic bands, and I'm saying, okay, I will only collect one from each series. So I have to try to like give myself these kind of crazy rules, to, like obsessive <laughs> sort of rules. Did you get the new Haunted Mansion one? I did. I'm going Tuesday. If they don't have them by Tuesday, you will hear a scream. <laughs> <laughs> All the way in North Carolina. I heard that. <laughs> yeah. Don probably didn't get his band. Yep. No I was upset, though, that with those bands have to have, like, a ticket yeah. to, like, purchase them. Um, I've got um, a cousin that, uh, a local, and I wanted her to like, pick one up for me, but I couldn't like, use it. Like, it would just be a fashion accessory for my wrist. <laughs> right, right. They actually are changing that. I just heard this week they are going to allow non-linked magic bands to be sold. I'm sure it may be different with the real limited ones because they don't want people to buy them sell the money, pay at a higher price, and then link them up later. So they've had to link it with you there. But what if you want to buy a gift? At least allow me to buy one unlinked one. Right. So I, they just did say that they will now start to allow unlinked. I'm not sure about the limited ones. It might be just the colored ones and stuff like that. But uh, I do have a feeling we'll see uh, that will be better. But if you said, hey, John, pick this up for me, I can probably get it mailed to you. So one of the things that um – has been blowing up social media is the uh, the the villains event at uh, the studios. Uh, villains unleashed. Okay. I, yep. Let me say first off, I actually had a pretty good time, and I think it was my focus. And I paid for my ticket, like you know everyone else. I paid my seventy bucks. Uh, was I disappointed in some things? Absolutely. I think that what what's strange to me is something like the Frozen um, Summer Fun. That event was really put together very quickly, and it was very successful. It's just fantastic. The whole park is great. With this Villains Unleashed, they had a lot of time to plan and put things together. And they actually knew how many people were coming, and still they failed on a few things. They, uh, the, the biggest disappointment, I think, is if you were into the character meet and greets. The lines were so long that even at this, you know, when you pay $70, you figure, okay, the lines are going to be shorter. Somehow it got oversold. 
they, they people were too interested in this event. Like, and I think less is more. So, you know, give less people, you'll give out less refunds at the end of the night, and you'll still have happy people. I think Constantine, who I heard the real actor was there doing the uh, Kermit the Frog uh, Constantine puppet. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, the real, was the real actor. That's cool. The real actor, I think his name was Vogel or something, was doing the voice, and he was behind a set. So uh, the line, I think, at, the event started at 8. I heard that at 8.30, that line was cut off. You couldn't, you know, wow. Whoever got online at 8.30 was there almost a whole night waiting. I know that about 10.30, my cousin who I was with, who was an adult, wanted the hot dog with the villain's uh, moniker. It was toasted into the toast. Right. Stupid, yeah. stupid thing. She wanted it. It was something they themed up. I said, no, we ran out of those buns. Jeez, oh, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, how long did it take to put a bun in the plate and make another one? You didn't have it there on site? Right. So yeah. they, that theming was gone. Then uh, merchandise by like 9 o'clock, I think almost all the merchandise except for the pins had already been sold out. On the way out, a lot of people got a goodie bag. A lot of people didn't. They ran out. So now if you paid your seven, it's like, why didn't I get a goodie bag? Like everybody's with some, you know, pins or whatever, buttons, collectible things in it. So there was a lot of... Um, just people that were disappointed. The Oogie Boogie show, I actually enjoyed. It was a freak show, but it really was not Disney-oriented. Yeah, I heard I it was just, a little risque for, for Disney it, standards. I just released the video of BigFatPanda.com. I'm giving a plug. Check it out. It's a Oogie Boogie's freak show. I think it was enjoyable, but again, it was something that I expected to see at Universal. And even then, I would have thought it was slightly risque. So, I again, it was different. I enjoyed it. But I could see why people with kids would be like, what is going on? I saw pictures online, people in line um, to buy um, merchandise. I mean, the merchandise line was like two hours. Yeah. Yeah, God. I mean, it just uh, like winded and snaked forever. And I'm like, why would you stand there for two hours for a t shirt when you've paid like 70 bucks to enjoy some shows? Uh, you know, I, they could. They could easily fix that by using, you know, the, the Disney Experience app, you know. Mm -hmm. Link your ticket to the Disney Experience app that you're going to, you know, the, the Unleash Party, and purchase the thing you're looking for and pick it up on the way out. Absolutely. I mean, they can, I mean you, why do you want people waiting two hours in line for merchandise? It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. And you know what the merchandise is going to be beforehand because they print it in the brochure. Even right. if a week before, make your selections, give your credit card, get charged pick it up at the event or have it mailed to you if for some reason you don't show up. And right. that would save – because what happens is it's expectation-based. And this is my friend Ricky Brigant saying expectation, expectation. It is. If you expect to do all these things in the brochure and then you realize you're waiting three hours for one character, you're, you, you've just lost your value. Now you can't go to this show. You can't see this character. You can't do this. And that's what happens is people left disappointed. I will say the firework, again, and there's another video there too, was one of the most epic firework displays I've ever seen. And that, to me, was really wonderful. But again, it's about that expectation, and people feel like they didn't get something that they really were looking forward to. You know, Disney needs – Disney's – we're used to being over-delivered in a good way from Disney. We, we expect a lot. And they right. have to consistently get to that bar or, you know, we just – we hold them to a higher standard, and it's, it's their own doing in a good way. Well, isn't the – I mean, I'm not defending it here because I wasn't there, but the, I mean, you talk about the long lines for merchandise, but I mean, that seems to be fairly common. The uh, the Frozen summer event that was going on, I was seeing online there were long lines for that. Um, Darth Small or whatever they're calling it at Star Wars Weekend is – I mean, that's – it's always a long line. I mean, isn't that pretty standard? I, I think it is. I think the difference is that there was some – there's some one-time events that were going on that you missed because of that line. Whereas maybe with Star Wars and Frozen, you could go back another day. And again, I'm just guessing. I, I still don't yeah, no, that's fair. That's a good point. And why they haven't learned from there. Oh, the bad, the really bad thing to me was the. And again, I'm going to tell you, I had fun. Was the parking lot at the end of the night when it's a normal day? Uh, there's like two showings of Fantasmic and maybe some other little events going on. So it's kind of staggered the, the exit. This time, it was the firework for 1245, and that was it. So it was a real, the exit was really a lot of people all at once. So I get into my, you know, I get into the tram, and I get to my car, and it literally was an hour to get out of the parking lot. We were just 20 minutes stood still in there, in the line, trying to get the car to make the left out into the mainstream. You know, and there's this, I, I thought they needed police or somebody there to help the flow of traffic. So that was a bad thing, too. It was an hour waiting. But again, all these uh, some people they put all these things together and they had a horrible time. I still had a great time. 
And I would go again next year hoping they learn. You think they would have learned it from the the event that they did last year? They did the uh, they did a villains thing too last year, right? That yep. was uh, included in the park. Yep, and mission, I believe. Yep. And they've run out of they've run out of food before the event even started. Yep. And they the same thing with the traffic. You know, you think they would have learned from that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they're going to learn from that. I think they're doing a lot more of these special events. You know, these these things that people want these special experiences and I do think they will learn from it and it will only get better. And you know, I can't I can't tell you that Universal does any better with their events either, though. Just so you know, Halloween Horror Nights is sometimes a complete disaster where you wait three hours for one house if you don't have that express pass. Right, so yeah. It's definitely a an industry wide problem. But I say they probably should have made this event three nights. They would have scattered it a little bit. They would have had a little bit less people on each night, but they still would have made tons of money and give less refunds out to you know, complainers, and they would have still had a lot of happy guests. So maybe next time we'll see, you know, three weekends. Yeah, it's all all a learning experience. So hopefully they they learned and they're better next year. Yeah, if they bring it back. I have a feeling that they still made a decent amount, and it's, it's worth it for them to bring it back. I don't think they ever realize how popular the characters are. I, right. I don't even know why. I didn't want to meet the characters. I just wanted to film them, even if it was with strangers. I didn't mind. Maybe I would have liked to have met and talked to Constantine for that specialness. But uh, yeah, they don't. The characters are such a draw. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not one of those people that really interact with the characters. But you know, the real face characters. Those are. I know people love them, and I see things on YouTube, and I've seen some of yours things where it is fun to interact with the characters. And I, sometimes I'm like, man, you know, maybe I should really wait there and, and talk to them because it would be fun. Yeah, I mean, if you talk to Anna and Elsa about Olaf, there's a they'll give you a story and you, right to trip them up either. Well, and. Uh, it's those ones that are like rare too that, that you don't get to see each and every day too. It was I think I was watching the video on your site announced them all and people were just like screaming and going crazy for some of them. I mean it was nuts. You know what, Keith? I actually noticed that I at sometimes I would look around like really <laughs> guy from Mulan the Hun really. I mean they were, yeah. yeah they were like falling over like the Beatles hit them on the stage. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's a great thing about your your site is you get to see those. You de- you have probably one of the the best sites for this type of event in Disney World. You're getting as much as you can. You're getting so many different aspects of the events that happen, and you get to see. Even if you're not there, you get a taste of it, and it'll make you want to go there next time. Thank you so much. I really actually try for that. I like I think I know sometimes, or I I don't ever want to seem pompous. Like I know, but I, I try to think. Okay, what do the fans want to see? And I sometimes I I want to see some of the audience reactions, or at least hear them. And I never want to put if I can handle it uh, for copyright. I never want to put fake music over right. like something that's happened. Like I've seen people put the Booty You Parade with their own music because the Booty You Parade is copyright. Right. So what I would rather do is edit it as much as possible so that I'm only getting very few little clips of the songs and show the real how it is. Because, again, it's that, like you said, to, to try to give the viewer the experience of being there, you know, to try to get that. Same thing with the sound. You have to have decent 5.1 sound to, to just make you feel like you were there. Exactly. And you need to do some more dancing. Oh, did I, did I ever dance? Yeah, you, you <sighs> did. A quick second. I'm remembering. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, to take a, a step back to what you were mentioning before was the, the Polly is your absolute favorite resort. Polly's changed a lot in the last uh, few months or year or so. You know, luckily for you, you are a local and you're going to experience something that I am really jealous of, and that's Trader Sam's. Uh, I promise you, I'll get you a lot of video until you're there. Oh man, I really—that's something I'm really looking forward to. The, you know, the one thing I'm really surprised at is the the size of it. I thought it was going to be bigger. It's just going to be smaller. But I guess they really should because it's supposed to be more of a um, a smaller environment. I guess if it was too big, it would take away from the charm and the excitement of it. I don't know where they're going to fit a lot of the things. Like you, you, you saw the picture I saw where it looked like a Tiki Goddess of Disaster from the yes. Tiki Room would be there. Right. And I asked one of the cast members and they said, I cannot confirm or deny that she will be there. But he said there will be audio animatronics, and someone mentioned something about a big octopus tentacle. So now I'm thinking there's two audio animatronic things that might go on. So I'm hoping it's still larger than the California one. I, I hope so. I mean, uh, but that's going to be, I just, it's going to be so crowded. I mean, just a little known, just the people from the poly that are going to stay there. But then you're going to have locals, and then you're going to have people from the other resorts that are going to want to go there. And it, it, once the word is out, it's, it's going to be packed every night. What made you think it was going to be small? You saw like a plan or something? Because I didn't. I heard it, I thought it was going to be larger than, I, than the other one. 
what I heard it was going to be slightly larger than the the California one, but they don't want it to be too out of hand. They don't want they don't want too many people in there where it's going to detract. If, so if you have 200 people in there all ordering the same drink, giving all the same animatronic, it's going to take away from the, the mystique of the place. Right. So I, of what I heard is they want to try to limit that so not everybody's doing the same thing. You don't have 100 people ordering the same drink. I and guess that the, you know, the, the drink that, that triggers it would be like that $20 drink that you have to share with four people or something. Right. And that probably won't be you know every second. I really wonder how they're going to handle the locals that do want to go. And I'm sure they won't. They don't want you to loiter. I mean, right. if you're in there and you're not ordering drinks, I don't know how Disney can say, hey, get up and get out. But there has to be a way for a business. You're not going to go to a, a restaurant like you're not going to go to Chili's or Applebee's and sit down and not order anything. So there has to be a way for them to say, listen, if you're not going to order yet, you can't just hang out here. Probably it could be one of those things that they, they wait and see what happens with it. It could be maybe it'll become you have to pay to get in at some point, you know, like uh, at uh, the old downtown Disney where you had to pay to get into, right. um, you know, whatever it was called. Um, all the cover goes for two drinks. Right, exactly. You know, so, you know, it could be possible that they do something like that. And it just it's just going to have to play itself out. I mean, it's you can speculate all you want, but until it's actually open, you're not going to know. And I can't wait to see the lobby with this Dole Whip bar. Oh, There's a Dole Whip yeah. bar with, like, flavored Dole Whips. And I, I'm going to miss my waterfall very badly. Yeah, that was that was one of those things where I love to take a, a picture. My I have a, a great picture of my wife and I, you know, sitting in front of that. And everybody, that's just – because I've heard stories from people who – Every single year, they take their picture there. They put their kids in, in front of there, you know, to remember how old they were, how tall they were. And um, it's, it's just a shame that, you know, such an iconic piece is going. But it's of the pictures that I've seen, it's going to look beautiful and it's going to open it up a little bit more. And from what I heard, and I don't know if you've heard this, I, I would love to know if you guys heard this, that the waterfall wasn't taken away just because they wanted to get rid of it and have space. That after these so many years and, and the way it was originally built, I think, with asbestos underneath that it did start to leak underneath and they were having a mold problem underneath. Yeah, of, we had um, Steve the Tiki Man on and he had told us that one of the things was that the the pumping system that they were using was so old and antiquated that the parts for it were harder to get. Okay. So it was, you know, it was very expensive to maintain it and then the other thing was that I don't I've heard, I don't know how true it is, but they were originally pumping water in from the lake for it. You know, so it was bringing extra bacteria into the lobby, and I don't know how true that part is. So that's another reason they wanted to shut it down. I'm going to kind of doubt that was the case with it, but um, if Steve Seifert said it from Tiki Man. I would trust him because so far everything he's told me has been true, even though sometimes yeah. he take credit for some of it. Yeah, he's a good guy and he knows his stuff. And yeah, he does. They could do um, like a Dole Whip fall. Oh yeah, everybody put their tongues inside. They're trying to get it. <laughs> I think when it's done, we're probably going to love it. I, I really do. I can't imagine Disney making anything that's not fantastic in there. It's, and I, oh, I'm sure. so glad the name is coming back to Polynesian Village, too, because I just like that village name. Yeah, that's. I, I like that they're going back with the, the retro for a lot yeah. of things. You know, Next thing we just need is Epcot Center. Let's bring that back. <laughs> yeah. And I remember the Orange Bird, too, as a kid. We were on Eastern Airlines when I was like five years old, and I remember that I had a little Donald Duck orange juice can with the orange bird on it and Donald Duck. Oh, really? So it come back now. I hadn't remembered that it was a thing. When I saw it, I was like, that's bringing back a memory. I was like, oh, my God, I know that. So that was really cool for me to, you know, have something, you know, 25, 30 years later that I was like, oh. Well, that's like, you know, one of the things I remember as a kid going to Walt Disney World and as simple memory as it is was at um, the Sunshine Terrace was getting – a apple juice and a plastic apple and that was gone for many years and all of a sudden you know a couple of years ago they brought that back you know getting the the juices and like the apple and the orange because i remember that as a kid i'm like oh my god i remember you know i forgot about it until i saw yep. that a couple of years ago so yeah. it's nice the, the, those little things that you can bring back and it just triggers a memory it's just amazing i think they realize that there's this crowd that the retro stuff is really you know if you start to see some of the uh, stuff in the new uh, co-op marketplace, a lot mm -hmm. of it back to that retro, especially the tiki stuff. You know, I want to one day, if I get enough money, build a tiki-themed pool, but, like, try to make it a classier, you know, not a plasticky thing. Right. But you have to see some of the items in there that would be great signs. Did you see the um, the tiki room sign that they sell there? It's got, like... Yeah. Yes. Did you get one? I, I'm, I'm trying to pull the trigger. I know the Disney store, I... They had a, I think they had a 40% off coupon a couple months ago, and I went online to get it, 
and it was available and I was at work and I got busy and I'm like, God, I got to get back down and order. And I went back down there and it was gone. And it was, you know, they, somebody, you know, people got it with the 40% off coupon. I was like, no, oh, I'm like, no. I wanted that so bad. I wasn't able to get it. It was like 150. You would have probably paid like 90 something, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that would have been, that's I worth it. I have one here in front of me. I had to get that. That was really worth it. And it's big and it's, it's heavy. It's, it's a good quality piece. You got to get it. It's nice. Well, that's good. I'm going to have to get it then. Is that that one, um, like rippled almost? No, you're talking about the oh, Aloha yes. Isle one. Yeah, it's yeah. weather. Yeah. That's a nice one, too. It's a go with one. That one I want, too. Yeah. There's so many things I want. <laughs> you know, if money was no object. Yeah, forget it. I know. And you know shipping wasn't an object, either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I say that I own it all, and I just let Disney display it for me. And if we all go with that, we'll all be satisfied. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's a, that's, a, that's a good viewpoint. Except when they move it, then you can get mad at it. Would you move that? <laughs> Where did you move my uh, tiki, tiki guy? <laughs> We just got hired last week, Mary. Don't be starting changing things around here. <laughs> Have you like ever um, encountered any like, like negative like, guests when you're uh, filming or um, incidents with people? Not really. I know that when I would use the monopod to go over the wall, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train as it was being built, I would have guests joke around with me that they, they I would hear, no filming over the wall, please, sir. And I'd turn around <laughs> thinking that it was a Disney guest member. And it was just somebody who was, you know, trying to bust my chops and that was pretty funny but nothing negative no i'm trying to think did i ever get like a fight breaking out or something oh you know here's it's not negative with people but it's something that i was going to release the video and i decided not to for the first time I, i'm sure if we've all been on the haunted mansion we've got we've stopped on there because they have mm -hmm. to let a uh, handicapped person on the, the ride and people think oh it broke down and it, it didn't break down it starts up again in one minute in this case, it really broke down mid-ride, and we all had to be escorted out with the lights on. And I got to walk through the whole haunted mansion, you know, right next to the dune buggies and just see everything in the light. And oh, man. Impressive. It was more impressive in the light than it was in the dark, I thought. Really? And it, yeah, it just seemed really put together well. And I filmed everything, even though they told me not to. I had my camera on it, and I just had it on my chest. And I got home, and I saw the video. I said, oh, my God, this is going to be a really popular YouTube video. And I realized I can't can't do it i'm gonna ruin it for so many people yeah release it so that's something i guess that it wasn't people being negative but it was a negative thing that happened and i never released the video i don't even think i have the footage anymore but i'm glad i did it because i think people would have thought less of me if i i agree with you i think i think you did make the the smart decision in doing that whereas i would have i'd watch it i'd want to see it but i i think that it's good that it's not out there because it will ruin the magic for a lot of people and even though you know, people say that they're, it's not going to ruin it for them, it does. It, it, yeah. Because you're going to be on that attraction and be like, oh, wait, I remember, you know, yeah. the lights on this was there. And it's ruining the magic for you. I, I agree. I'm glad you it so. would have been, you know, extremely popular and probably brought you a ton of attention. But I think that it would have been the wrong attention Yeah, exactly. overall if you would have done it although i personally would i'd love to see it but i think that you you know would have probably got some flack for it too i, I think so yeah, and you don't really want to make enemies with people in the parks anyway because I, you have you know you have you have a very popular channel so and people in in management know who you are so you don't want to make enemies there you know i i really didn't realize it i didn't think that a lot of the management watched half the stuff that was on youtube but I do have a lot of uh, people that came up to me. And they're like, your last show, this was great. Or that was great. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> really? You saw it? I, I'm glad. I think it's great. But, yeah, I never thought that. And that was one of the things that played into my mind is, you know, let's not uh, show them that, look, I'm, I'm ruining it now for people here. Right. Being a local for you, you got to go to the, the opening of um, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and the, uh, the whole party. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. I went with uh, Dave Parfit with Adventures by Daddy, who I, you know, I don't really have a blog, but I do some blogging for him. I blog for my sponsor, uh, David's Vacation Club Rentals, dpcrentals.com. And uh, he he actually took me to that event. I was not invited myself to that particular event. So I went with him and it was just, oh, they, they cornered off by Winnie the Pooh. And actually it was New Fantasy that was just cornered off. You had to go in with your credentials the amount of food they had was ridiculous. And I mean good food from all kinds of shrimp dishes and chicken and, I mean, things that you couldn't get in the park. You don't even know. They cooked it somewhere, but it was really high-class stuff. They were giving you wine and dining you, and they gave you time slots for an hour. Each group had their own hour time slot, but for that hour, you could go on the ride. 
And uh, we were just going to go on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. And it was a very different ride at night than it was in the day. So I really loved the ride, especially the inside of the mine with the animatronics there. Those just blew me away. Yeah, I was I was actually in the Magic Kingdom when that event was going on. I was so jealous of everybody that was in there. You know, I had my my wife and my kids with me, and I was like, man, I just I wish I I knew somebody that can get me in there just just so I can ride the attraction. You know, but, if I was in the Magic Kingdom there and and I saw the ride going around and I couldn't get on it. I really would be like fucking with guests, begging them. Yeah, I know they would. I tried. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> I would have tried, tried too. Yeah, I actually saw you when um when I was uh, towards the end. I saw you walking out with uh, somebody. You were I don't know about twenty feet away, but I did see you there. Should have ran up and said hello. Uh, my my um my daughter was sleeping in the stroller, and my uh, wife and son were on the, the carousel. So. All right. Next time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Like blame it on the kids. Blame it on the kids. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I watched your video and it looked like you had a good time. And um, you know, I, I know you had said that for larger guests that it wasn't. It, it was com- it was a comfortable attraction. And I know there's some there were some people that were worried about that. It's, so you know what? It, it is tight. I'm not going to lie. It's because of the space that they have. I know that they made that tighter. Like uh, if I went on to um, Thunder Mountain, me and another person and even a child could fit in that car. It's just big car in this they kind of the seats are molded so they're kind of like you know if you did want to go over into that other seat just a little bit being a wide person you can't you got to be in that little thing and then the bar comes down on your knees and it's oh. a skinny thing so uh, thank god it, it worked out 30 pounds less than when i went on it for the first time so it should be fine now for sure but i remember you know it was it was okay i won't say it was comfortable i would say it was just and you know people write me a lot and they say hey john can you fit on this can you fit on this what's weird is that no matter what your weight is it's just your body makeup i have wide shoulders and that makes me you know it's not always all in front of me and that makes me a different fit for a lot of things where somebody else could be my same weight but they're just all their weight is in one spot it's completely different so i say to somebody yeah you'll definitely fit but again most of the disney rides i will fit in where universal probably 80 percent gotcha I remember um, I was uh, at Universal Studios, and there was some type of ride. I forget which one, but they had a test car outside that you, like, like sit in and like test if you can ride it. And it was almost like a circular like bar that came around you. And I tried every which way of squeezing, sucking in, and everything else, and I couldn't squeeze in that car. And I was just like... This is like, don't they see the average like, weight and height of Americans these days? Like they can't like take and make these cars just a tad bit bigger. Like the Gringotts ride, I sat fine in the seat and the the thing was able to lock into me. Like I was secure in that car, but the light was red. And they said, you have to achieve a green light. So there's an empty seat next to me. And I said, let me push the bar down to the empty seat and see how far away I am from this green light. Like Maybe I could just push it down a little bit more and, you know crunch in it went down so much further i was like you know i could lose 100 pounds and i still would not get that green light and i couldn't understand why there wasn't one car maybe where it was just retrofitted to because they get a lot of complaints i mean a lot it's just it must be a weight thing for the car itself rather than the fitting in because i fit fine they just wanted to see this green light that wasn't happening and i was more secure than a small person who could fit in there you know i wasn't going to small person might is there anything events or things like that you didn't get to cover or see that you would have liked to gosh yeah off the top of my head i can't remember but there are definitely events that i either am covering oh yeah you know what recently i would i covered something the magic kingdom and couldn't be at the studios for and i absolutely forget what it is but like was it the 25th anniversary of uh the studios i think it was because they were because they had the media event going on at the the Magic yes, Kingdom that day. Exactly. I don't know why sometimes they do two of those things because what you want the media to cover, you're 20. Yeah, that was shocking to me. I was really surprised. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of those type of things where I don't have a helper doing it with me. So I have, you know, I'm one person, go, so I go to one place and I don't cover the other one. But I'll have so many friends that will say, here, take my pictures. Or you know, like the Four Seasons I did not get to. Uh, they, that opened up over in uh, Disney. There's a Four Seasons Hotel. But Mouse Steps was very nice to lend me some pictures to show on the show so i was able to at least show it to the viewers and stuff like that that you know what the pictures were but yeah there's a lot that i sometimes i'm just so tired <laughs> so much stuff going on. how often do you make it to the parks i would say i'm in the parks at least three times a week maybe four if i have to cover it or something and then i'm home editing or putting stuff together or you know trying to write up a blog for somebody it's fun now I mean, I oh, sure. can't, can't complain about it, but there's times where it is work, where you're like, ah, oh, I got to go today and do that, you know. 
<laughs> but it's still better than the uh, the daily grind of absolutely. you know yeah. absolutely. And you know we all become creatures of habit where sometimes you just need a slap in the face. It's, you know, you stop complaining. You know, you could be working at uh, the front of McDonald's serving burgers today. So right. not that that's even a bad job, but it could be. You know, it's different from filming in Disney and the heat now. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm not. I can't handle the heat too well. Yeah. There are people that tell me, "Oh, I envy you. You were at the Magic Kingdom today." And I'm like, "Listen, my now <laughs> are soaking wet. My back hurts. My my camera is hot as you know. It feels like it's going to explode, and the heat is just pounding on my head. I have a sunburn on my. It's like you don't know. Like it's not just all fun, right? Yeah, the heat. Yeah, I can't wait for October. We have October, November, December. Oh, it's beautiful here, but this heat now, it's. There are times where I really feel like I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna fall down if I don't get water. You have to constantly hydrate. Right. Yeah, especially when you're you're bigger. I mean, you know, I'm not a small guy either, so Absolutely. you gotta drink a lot more water. Absolutely. And families, I noticed they're giving the kids a lot of coke, and it's like the caffeine and the coke is not hydrating them. And I know that, you know, these if you're running around that park, you need to have water. And everybody, you know, you can get a free water. You don't have to buy the exactly honey, which I'm proud that Disney keeps the price at two fifty for a bottle, which to me. Still fairly good if you want the Dasani bottle, but uh, you can go up to a you know any fountain place to get an ice water and they will hand it to you. Yep, I always grab a couple of those and I I scoff them down pretty quickly. Yeah, we always take the filtered like the water bottles and fill them up like at fountains and stuff, and then we um, take those um, like flavor packets and put in there. Because even once it's filtered, it still tastes horrible. You know without what? something in it. That's a really good idea, Keith. I should bring those. I love those little squirt bottles. You give it a quick squirt, and it really tastes good. And it does yeah. cover I brought it to, like, a restaurant with me before. And I should bring it to Disney because it will cover up the, the horrible Florida water taste. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the it water is isn't that bad. It's Where I work, the water is terrible. You know, you, you could fi- yeah, the place where I work, the water is terrible. You could filter it all you want, and it still tastes terrible. <laughs> but the water is bad in Jersey? I don't know. No, just it. where I work. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember New York water tasted pretty good. Yeah, they said that's uh, the best tasting water in the country, <laughs> tap, the best tasting tap water in the country. Really? And it, it is good. Yeah, it comes from um, upstate New York. Ah. I see it with your um, like videos and stuff that you really do um, interact well with the staff and the, the cast members and stuff. Is that like a conscious thing that, that you um, like try and do and like show them? I think that's been me since I was a kid. I think I was just a an extrovert in that type of way where. You know, I wanted to get people involved and be happy. So I don't, I, I really, I'll be honest, I don't, it's an unconscious confidence. I don't try to, I don't try to be extra happy or anything. I mean, I've had a bad day. You probably don't see it on the videos, but uh, I, I won't put that up. <laughs> but you know, I think that's just me. Like, I just, I like, for some reason, I, I noticed, I watch some of my horror videos and I say, wow, you know, these, these cast members are like performing for me. Like, they're really happy about it. And a lot of them will have seen the channel and some of the videos. And I think they feel safe and they know that they're not going to be shown in a bad light. Mm-hmm. So maybe why they they do a little extra and they they can't wait to see themselves on video no i think it's a natural thing thank you thank god that you know it just happens that way but i enjoy them too so i'm having a great time along with them now i'm a a huge huge fan of um christmas at the park you know that's one of that's probably my most favorite time to be in the park and i know you do enjoy it as well so um tell us what that experience is like being a local and being able to you're not. You don't have to go down there and and see it all in one shot. You have so much time to do that. Coming from New York, I would think that the weather not being cold and not having snow somewhere in the forecast would make me think, you know, hey, this isn't very Christmassy. Disney is the epicenter for me of Christmas. When I walk into that park after Halloween, which I still love Halloween too, but Disney's you know, Christmas is more special. For me. Seeing the decorations and seeing the vibe in the air the music, the smell, and then when it starts snowing on Main Street. And it just happened to be last year. If you watched my Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Parade, I did that in the Pan Division where I filmed it in three separate areas. That was very good. Yeah, it was. I I actually still sometimes, if I'm depressed, I'll I'll put that on a walk. Just because it's the snow was coming down, the characters were all at the march of those those soldiers coming down Main Street. I I just love it. It puts me right into the Christmas spirit. I want to go and buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I'm going down in November, so we're going to be seeing the uh, the Christmas party. I'm looking forward to that because uh, I, I just love Christmas time in the parks. It's it's really it's definitely special. I mean, and you know, especially when you go in November, you just because it's a month later for Christmas, it just gets you all that more excited for the whole Exactly. 
And I tell you, Disney at night during Christmas, uh, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It just feels different. Everything feels different. Even though it's it's 90 degrees, it can be 90 degrees at night down there, you know, you, you could still get in the Christmas spirit, but it's, a, it's just a different feeling coming from up north for us. Yeah. And we do have nights that it gets, I mean, there were some you do. shocked me, but I was like, whoa, and we have to bundle up. There's a lot of tourists that are here in shorts and a tank top, and all of a sudden I see it's 41 degrees at night at the Christmas party, and they're shocked. Like, what happened? <laughs> right. And uh, that fake snow puts me in the mood so much on Mesha, I don't know why. It's the music, too. Oh, and that castle. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it on video. That that one video, for some reason, has like over 100,000-something views, the lighting of the, the Cinderella's castle. Right. And you can't really even appreciate it unless you're there. It really is a pretty amazing. It's something that doesn't disappoint when you see it. It's it's miraculous. And I hear that this year they're supposed to do something frozen with it. That's what I heard. You know, of that's... course they are. Oh come <laughs> on! There's no shot there. <laughs> no. It's a phenomenon. It's but it'll still be re- it'll be really good. I'm sure. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm sure it won't be. But lights with it with an updated show instead of Cinderella, you know, wishing that her castle is whatever. Maybe Anna or maybe uh, what's her name. Anna will, uh, or Elsa, will do it with her powers or something is what I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. It, is, it could still be the same show. And that is a really, uh, that's a really good way to kind of put a, a bow on your night. It's a good nightcap there. I like the, the castle lighting. You know what would be a great skit? I just thought if you, the original castle lighting is the fairy godmother coming and granting Cinderella's wish. Right. Now we see Elsa will come and with her power do the castle. The fairy godmother should be totally messed up about it. Like she's, <laughs> she's becoming irrelevant. She's right. Old. She looks in the mirror. She's starting to use like creams on her face for the wrinkles. She's feeling. She's smoking. Just that would be a. Really- <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It's it, that's your opening to your December show. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I think that might be something forth, but I think that might be great. It's a copyright Big Fat Panda 2014. Ever see um, a blooper reel? You know, I do, there's one show that I did the blooper reel with Banks Lee from Attractions Magazine. I did the bloopers at the end of our thing, but I've never done that again, and I should. We fell, like, I fell right into my wall. I almost went out my window of the second floor and died. Oh, and, no. oh That's hilarious there. <laughs> nothing nothing funnier than almost dying. <laughs> Jenny Lynn Knott had the buns from the uh, Princess Leia, and she looked back and forth a few times, and they fall off her head. It's the... <laughs> of show, I don't know if it's 8 or 9 or 10, one of those. But yeah, Keith, I should do more of them because there are really funny places where... Everybody likes outtakes. It's always oh, yeah. fun to see people, you know, just get the giggles or you know, whatever happens to... Th- that doesn't I, make the cut. We do yeah, that at the end of every one of our episodes, just a little, like, something that we said or did and decided to cut it out, but we put it on at the end. And most people don't even listen that far into yeah. it, so it's, a, it's, a, it's an Easter egg, so... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an Easter egg. I just gave it away. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> edit, that, edit that part out. <laughs> no, 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 it's good to tell them, then they'll listen to the end. That's true. Well, if they don't listen to the end, that's their fault. Yeah, that's their problem. <laughs> Let's talk about them now. If they know they're yes. being gossiped about, they'll have to listen in. That's true. Hey. Everybody else that listens thinks we're talking about them, but we're actually talking about you. Yeah, hey, you in the orange shirt. Vision 3D reference there. There you go. That was a Muffet Vision reference. You're welcome. All right, John, everybody that comes on the show, we ask them the same five questions, no matter who the guest is, from uh, from uh, Rolly Crump to... Uh to you, <laughs> you know, we're, everybody, everybody that comes on. We have, we ask them the same questions. There's only a couple people we haven't. Okay, so, um, no pre-preparedness for these. So just hit me with them. Yep. It's uh, your favorite snack. Oh, oh God. Uh, is it a snack to say the macaroni and cheese now from Friars Nook? That's not a snack. No, it's not. So I'm going to go. Totally a snack. It, it kind of is, but it isn't. Which from one do you get? I get the mac and cheese, uh, cheeseburger thing. Oh okay. yeah. It's My wife like tried that and she didn't care for it. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I wanted to like it because I love macaroni and cheese, but it just didn't quite do it for me. But that's why they have all sorts of different food for everybody. Otherwise, my actual real favorite snack I really just remembered is the Rice Krispie Treat Balls from the, uh, what is it, the, the candy shop there. Oh, I, I lost the name of this. Main Street. Uh, the confectionery. Yes, the thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a first for that. Most people will say Dole Whip, so... Uh... Or turkey leg, those are the top two. But um, There's something that's, about that, that crunching into that Rice crispy ball and just... just they are good. They are good. Your favorite attraction? Haunted Mansion, hands down. Since your I, favorite... That's it, since I was a kid, Haunted Mansion all the time. Your favorite character? Mickey Mouse, still the going with the main main squeeze. When he talks, talking Mickey, I'm just freaking out, loving it. <laughs> your favorite uh, Disney movie? Wow, that's a tough one. Ugh, 
cartoon live action any? There's any. Any. Any yeah. Disney movie. Go with Beauty and the Beast. Good attract. Good movie. Love Good it. one. Yeah. And the last one is your favorite Disney Park memory. Okay. It's back to Magic Kingdom and it has to do with the Haunted Mansion. Five years old. This is as vivid as it happened yesterday. I am completely petrified of going into this thing. I don't want to go in. I want to pass it up. I just got off of Peter Pan's flight and now they want me to go into this house that's howling and ghosts and I'm freaking out. And my father, who's about my size, about three inches taller, down on his knees and looks at me and says, there's nothing you'd be scared of in this world except me. Oh, God. <laughs> never hit us. He never hit us, but he right. looked like he could at any moment and he would kill you. So I, I said, okay, and I went on. And after that, I had to go on over and over and over. And at the time, it wasn't a one-price ticket to get in. You'd have to pay for each ride, you know, individually. And I remember my father saying, wow, I'm, I'm almost sorry that I gave, made him get brave because now it's supposed to be $25. So that is where my love for the Haunted Mansion comes from. And if he didn't do that, I would never have experienced it until 10 years later. We probably would have had a different favorite track. So in essence, do you think that started your love of Disney? My start, love of Disney started when I was on the ferry boat getting to Disney, but that definitely started my love for the Haunted Mansion. Okay. Awesome, well, John. You know, we really appreciate you coming on, John. Uh, before we wrap up, um, you know, tell all our listeners uh, where they can find you, you know, Twitter and uh, the website and YouTube and all the social media stuff you do. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate being here. Uh, BigFatPanda.com is my YouTube channel. If you can, please subscribe. If you comment and it's a question, I will answer everybody and try to get to everyone. Uh, the show is on there. It's also on iTunes, Big Fat Panda Show. On Twitter, I am at Disney World, which is Disney World with an S at the end, and at Big Fat Panda Show. Uh, and then on Facebook, you get me. It's Facebook.com slash videos. Kind of a gimmick off of Panavision, Panavision videos. And uh, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate coming on here, and I hope to do it again with an update in the future. Yeah, we'd love to have you on. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. You can email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Check out our store over at redbubble.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's 1-M-I-N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Daily, and online at DoleWhipDaily.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bate. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number 8 and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and our special guest, John, a.k.a. Big Fat Panda. I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. It says Dole Whip is calling me, and that excites me. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not as excited. <laughs> Especially if you're not going to deliver on that. Yeah. Not as exciting as you think. We talk to him every week. <laughs>